Thank you for tuning in to Vinyl Draft Radio. This is Kathy Watina. I'm the Community Marketing Specialist for ACU of Texas, and I'm so excited to be talking to some of our very own people today. Um, we have our mortgage department with us, so thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Awesome. So we have Kevin Anderson. Kevin is the Vice President of um, Mortgage, and we have Casey um, she'll have. You she'll have. You oh, it. yay. Uh, Casey, she'll have. I've known you for quite a while now, yes. I feel like, and I've never said your last name. <laughs> I just avoided it. Um, so we have Casey, who is our senior mortgage loan officer. Yes. Tell me, Casey, how long have you been working for ACU? I'll start with you. I've been working for ACU since 2008, so I guess about almost 11 years. Now March will be 11 years. Um, I've been in the mortgage department now since 2010. How did you make the transition from the credit union side? Or, I mean, I know we're all part of the credit union, right. but it just feels different being on the mortgage side. So how did you make that transition? Well, I transitioned originally from an MSR, and then I went into consumer lending. Um, I really enjoyed consumer lending, and I've always had an interest in real estate. So just slowly, um, a position came open in the real estate side, and I just transitioned over into that just based on interest. So the credit union was willing to train me and stick with me. And um, it's worked out really well. Well, I definitely wanted to bring that up because you guys know we just got announced that for the fifth year in a row, we've had it for longer than that, but for five years straight, we have been one of the top workplaces. So we are very blessed to be with a credit union that does transition us into roles that are more appropriate or a better fit or even a growth opportunity for us to do bigger and better things and um Casey is a true all-star. We hear nothing but amazing things on the marketing side about her, which is incredible from our standpoint. And all good people have good leaders. And so with that, Kevin, how long have you been able to have the opportunity to leave our, lead our mortgage team? I came on in 2014, March, and Casey was already there. Thank goodness. You know, she's been she's been great. You know, she's been a great help in getting this thing up and started and all the amazing things that we've done. How did you get your start in mortgage? I think it was back 1989 is when I was first, the beginning of 89. It was before really there was a lot of rules in mortgage and things was kind of wild west out there. And I got my start actually in Seattle, Washington. And then I ended up moving to Texas back in early 1998. Oh, wow. So did you always, uh, like, are you from this area as far as once you got to Texas or did you move around the Texas No, I market? started in Dallas. And then I was actually recruited from Dallas to here. Dallas is definitely a different, completely different than us, I feel like. It's probably closer to Seattle as far <laughs> yeah. as people and environment, yeah. atmosphere. Dallas is pretty crazy. Definitely a, a different way of life. What would you say is the thing that you like most about working for the Associated Credit Union of Texas Mortgage Department? Well, I came from a bank. And normally when you're working with a bank, it's all about the numbers, the money, and so forth. Then you go to a credit union, it's all about the member which was a great experience for me. You know, it's about the employees. That's one of the reasons why it's one of the best places to work. You know, you come here and, you know, it's no longer about how much money can you make. It's more like how can you increase service? And on top of that, obviously you need to be profitable, but you don't, it's not the main focus. And I love that I just did my first loan with ACO Texas. I got a car and I loved the experience and it's, I've had loans before. It wasn't my first and it was just really nice to have that person that was just walking you through without pressure, but also making you feel like they weren't doing anything that was going to, you know, I, I feel like some people, you see the things that they have and, and they end up getting back to where they can't afford something. And I feel like 
through the whole process, everything was just about me rather than about, let me make sure that we get the highest interest rate or that we put you in the most expensive car so we can make more money or, you know, going from the opposite end of, you know, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to look at your financial situation. We're going to make sure that we put you in something that you can do and not we're going to make sure that we make a bunch of money off of you. So I, I finally got to experience our workplace as a consumer rather than as an employee. So that was really cool. Yeah, when so. they when they first called me, I was in Dallas and they said League City. And I said, where's League City? <laughs> I had no idea where League City was at. And I said, okay. So I, I, I wanted to come check it out because I've never been down here. I've never been to Galveston. So the interview process at the beginning wasn't even to really take the job. It was, hey, it's a free trip. <laughs> right. you know, I'm, I'm going to head to League City, check out the beach, you know, have some fun. And, and then I met everybody. I met the executive team, sat down with them, and I was like, wait a minute. You know, I really like these guys. And, you know, they really care about what's going on. They care about the community. They care about their employees. Yeah. And then after that, I, I actually sold my house in Dallas and moved on down. That's awesome. So you've been on a five-year vacation, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> That's awesome. You've done a great job um, on your vacation. But credit unions are all about trying to help the member. The member's the owner of the credit union is the way we look at it. Yep. So if a member comes to us, we don't ask first, do you fit in a box? What we ask is, what can we do and does it make sense to help you? And if yeah. we're going to help you, are you going to benefit from it? We're not going to put you in a situation where you're going to feel overwhelmed. Yeah. We're not going to put you in a situation where we're going to have to come after your house. And if something goes wrong and things happen, things happen to good people, we're not going to sit back and go, oh, no, our investment's at risk. We're going to sit back and go, wait, what can we do to better this member's situation? So that's how we approach the mortgages. We don't just approach it like when you want to do another loan. We approach it like how can we make these loans that are actually going to change our members' lives, either get them into a better home, take whatever home they have now and make the mortgage better for them. You know, maybe they ran into some problems in the past and they had compiled a bunch of debt. Now maybe there's a way to refinance all that debt and to lower their payments so that they can actually live their life the way they want to live it. So knowing that that's our priority makes things a lot easier for us. Absolutely. One of the very first questions I ask when somebody comes and sits down with me is, what is your goal? What is your timeline? What is your goal? And that helps me better suit our products and services to that member. And they do make sure that every member feels like they're part of our family. You know, you said we treat them like they're the owner. They are. I mean, they're our bosses, and we definitely... <laughs> they almost are part of the family. They come in, and you get to know them just as well as they get to know you. And, um, you know, being here over 10 years now, I have repeat members that come back to me, and I love watching them grow. They love watching me grow. It's a really unique experience. Yeah, it's something when they show up at the branch, and they kind of just want to say hello. Yeah. You know, they don't even... They come in, we've done the mortgage, everything's done. They just want to say, hey, you know, how's it going? And, and I have members that... They come in for deposits. There's nothing to do, but they'll call me when they come in because they want me to come down and say hello to them, <laughs> yeah. which is not a problem. I mean, that's that's something I enjoy about the credit union. So in starting the home writing process, you know, Casey, you said that they're going to come and they're going to sit down with you. You're going to ask them, what's, what is your goal? So what things should they bring to the table with them? Do they need to come in with everything ready? What are you recommend when somebody's just starting the process of getting a loan? Well, when somebody calls me and they tell me that they're looking to buy a home, again, one of my first questions is going to be, what is your goal? You know, what is your timeline? Are you looking to do something now? Are you looking six months from now, a year from now? And that's going to kind of gauge 
what information I need from that member. So if they're coming in and they're ready to buy and they're getting a pre-approval, I'm going to um, usually ask them for their basic information. So if they can bring in their income documentation and their asset documentation and anything that's going to help um, show me their ability to buy a home and we can look through that information together, that's going to be helpful. Now, if it's somebody that's six months to a year out, maybe we just come in and we have conversations and get them to the point that when they're ready to move forward, we can talk about that documentation. That's awesome. And all of this we do, I mean, whether we do a loan or not, right? Mm-hmm. We definitely, end goal is, is that we want to get these people into, you know, we want to get everyone into the home that they Absolutely. want and that they desire. But, you know, it's not like when somebody walks in the door, you're not saying like, hey, you're signing a paper right now. Absolutely right? not. No, we have a lot of conversations before we get to that point. So we want to make sure that when somebody comes in, we're educating them on how the process is going to work and what it's going to take so that they feel comfortable when they're ready to sign on the dotted line. They understand what's going on. One of the things that I like is that you could just go in and talk to you about the services that we offer, but there's no pressure. And so if you're listening, you know, whether you just got married or, you know, you've been renting and you don't know exactly where you want to go, call and make an appointment with Casey. She's available. She's always at, um, you typically are at the Alvin branch, right? Or I actually (laughs) travel between a lot of our branch offices. So here lately, every day of the week, I'm in a different office. But if um, somebody calls me, I'm going to work to accommodate them. So I kind of work my schedule around my members. We'll make sure that we have a mortgage loan office and I know we have Casey here today, but why don't you tell me, um, Kevin, about some of the other loan officers that we have in our company? We've got how many total? Well, right now we have three loan officers, but we also have a great backstaff. So we have several processors and we have processing managers and we have home loan specialists. So we don't require that it's a it's a pretty big team. And the three loan officers do cover the branches. And one thing that's so important that people should know is is that no matter what your assumptions are, whether you think you should can qualify, whether you think your credit's good, bad, whether you think you don't have enough money to buy a house, the main thing you got to do is just call the loan officer because you'd be surprised. There are houses you can get in with no money. When you do a refinance, you don't come to the table with money. The question is, is get the facts in front of you. Let one of the loan officers say, here, here's the numbers. That way you just make a decision. You know, we call it a mortgage checkup. Either one way or one thing's going to happen, you're going to get peace of mind knowing that you're where you need to be, or you're going to be like, wait, there's these other options out there. Where'd this come from? I didn't know about this. Well, now you know. So you could actually turn around and use that if you, if you choose to. But having the information in front of you, having the facts, that's the key to it. And Casey's really good at it. All the loan officers are good at it. No matter who you contact at, at ACU, we have experienced loan officers. They all know all the products. They all can analyze your situation and give you your options that you, you can choose from. Yeah, and I was talking to Kevin, and I'll, you know, I'm an open book, so full disclosure, you know, my husband and I have been trying to find a house uh, for, you know, two plus years or whatever, because we do everything in strides. And and one of the things that is scary is you do this, and I, I've gone through the process before when we, we thought we had found a home that we, we thought was perfect or whatever and went through a pre-approval or pre-qualification, or we'll talk more about that in a little while, what the difference is, but going through all that. It's scary. It's scary. You fear the unknown. I don't care how confident you are. I don't care what your paycheck, you fear the unknown, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. not, but the longer you stay ignorant to what you can or cannot do, it's, it just becomes scarier. When you think about it, you jump in a plane and you're flying up there and you look down, you see all these houses. They're not vacant. People live in those houses. Right. So people buy houses, sell houses every day. 
So the matter is, is that you, if you're in an apartment and you're in an, but you don't want to be there, there's some people that want to be in an apartment. And that's yeah. fine. You know, if that's what you want, hey, that's fine. But if you want a house, you want a yard for your dog to play in, you want room for your kids, you want all these things, then instead of just going, well, I don't think I can, it's a, we don't charge application fees. This is a this is free. You call in there, you talk to a loan officer, and then within the same day, they'll send you information and you'll be like, wait a minute, I can buy a house. Right. Or wait a minute, <laughs> it is better for me to refinance. Why did I wait? Why was I worried about this phone call? It's just a phone call. And that's part of your membership at the credit union. You get a loan officer as part of your membership. So use it. I am here with Kevin Anderson, who is the vice president of mortgage, and with Casey Shilhab. Shilhab. Sorry, I don't know why I can't get that right. I apologize. Casey Shilhab, she is our senior mortgage uh, loan officer at the credit union. And we just learned that one of the benefits of being a credit union member is you're going to get a loan officer. You have a Casey at your branch. Um, there's 15 branches located all over the Houston area. We have a credit union near them, and there is a loan officer available to them. They may not be in there every day of the week because there's three of you guys that spread your time out throughout the week. But we'll make sure that if you call in and let them know, I want to talk to a loan officer. We're not going to charge you any fees. We're going to walk you through that process step by step. So whether you need to make sure that you're in the house before Christmas of this year, (laughs) Kevin said he'll get you in a house before a Christmas. (laughs) No, they're not like that at all. So they're going to get you in a house before Christmas. Or if you don't necessarily have a timeline and you're just starting the process and you just want to see where you're at, they're going to do that for you. So you brought it up a couple of times where you've said refinancing. So say I'm purchasing like my second home. I bought a home 15 years ago. So I think, you know, I know this process. I've done it a million times or I did it 15 years ago. So I know exactly what's going through. But one of the things that I've kind of heard and learned from working with the credit union is that things are ever changing. So what are some of the things that maybe that second time home buyer needs to be aware of when it comes to purchasing a home? Well, everybody knows that the crisis happened and we had the downturn in the market. And then Dodd-Frank... The Dodd-Frank law was passed, which really changed the face of mortgage. What they're trying to do is prevent predatory lending, trying to prevent a loan officers picking the interest rates just randomly to try to make some type of fee. So compliance kicked in. And so the actual disclosures that go out to the the member or the borrower are going to be more extensive. So you have a lot more pieces of paper to look at. And in doing that, it can be very overwhelming to the member because at the initial disclosure process, they may get 50 pieces of paper. And then they get other paper during the process of the loan. And then at closing, they sign a whole nother book. So by the time they're done, they've signed a lot of papers. And so that's the part that a lot of, like when you go buy a car, you go buy a car, you go in one day, out the next with your car. When you buy a house, a lot of these protections were put in place for the borrower to make sure that you know what you're buying, what you're paying for it, and that you're getting the best deal possible. A lot of these forms they've come up with are forms that make make it available for you to shop. So they call them loan estimates, where you get a loan estimate from a lender. That loan estimate is meant for you to be able to go out and shop it around to make sure you're getting the best deal. So how it's changed a lot of people is that they think, well, this is how I bought it before. You know, I was able to close within these time periods. I was able to not have to worry about these laws or their laws. And the laws are set by Congress, so we have no control of them. We just have to follow them. So when it comes down to the different timing, the timing of the law, we have to follow. 
when you get a closing disclosure or when you get a loan estimate out, there are certain time periods between those that we have to wait for you to be able to close on your loan. But all these processes are explained. We actually have videos on our website that walk people through some of these processes. And it's just something that the, loan, the right loan officer with you will explain it at the beginning. They'll explain the process all the way through. These are the laws. This is how we have to follow. This is the fastest we can close your loan. And these are the type of papers you're going to get. And, it's, and, and they're all detailed. I mean, when you look at them, you'll know what you're paying for your house. You'll know what fees are associated with your mortgage. And you'll, you'll understand what your down payment is. You'll understand the interest rate. You'll understand what it costs you for that interest rate, if anything. I think one of the things that when you do a loan, whether it's a car loan or, you know, a mortgage or any type of, of loan, you feel like almost like you're this, uh, you know, you're just signing your life away. Yeah. And um, so I love that the availability is there to really look into what you're signing without feeling like you have to read something that's been written by lawyers that are not written in the terms that most people are going to understand. Um, you guys are fortunate enough to do that for a living, so you understand probably every word and know every word that is written on those papers. But the average person, it can feel overwhelming that you're just sitting there and you're just initial sign, initial sign, right. signature. Right. Well, one thing that I get a lot from people that have bought homes in the past versus buying homes now is they still go into it with the notion that you have to have 20% down and it takes all this money to get into the home. And there's a lot of programs out there with no down payment or low down payment, even if you're a second time home buyer. So that is one of the, the misconceptions of the ways it used to be versus the way it is now. Definitely. That's true. FHA, a lot of people think <laughs> FHA is for first time home buyers. So I was about to say that like one of the things that even working for the credit union, I was like, hold on, FHA doesn't stand for home buy- first time home buyers association. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like, I mean, I can't be the only one who thought no, that. I'm right? not, no, there's a lot of people that think FHA is for first time home buyers only and that's not the case. So let's talk about different types of loans. So what types of loans and what are the differences? You kind of said already that there are types of loans that you can get in and you may not have to pay a large down payment or you may not have to pay a down payment at all, maybe if you're refinancing or, or have some equity. So well, I've done, I've done purchase that. loans where people have paid no money. Yeah. They get in the house, they get a house where no money down. That's crazy so, and, in my head. And there's yeah. no closing costs. So there are times, so you can actually close on some houses without bringing your checkbook to the closing table. And the thing is, there's so many products out there. Yes, you have FHA, and that actually stands for Federal Housing Authority. Yes, I, I, mean, I found that out it, today. It's, a, it, it's, a gover- it's government-backed. So the government insures those loans, which allows for lower down payments, and allows for bigger risks. Mm-hmm. Like you may think, well, my income's not enough. I, I know I can't afford it. There's a lot of people out there going, I know I can afford it, but my loan officer's telling me I cannot afford it, even though I know I can. Well, FHA, when, they run, when we run these loans, they're all run through an automated underwriting system. And these automated underwriting systems do the risk for you. They evaluate all your risk. And they yeah. will come back with an approval. So you don't have to take whatever the maximum amount they approve you for, but you have that option. And that's one of the things our loan officers do up front. A lot of, a lot of people, when they go get a pre-approval, they do it online. They go onto some bank website, and they end up typing in and I'll make me five pieces of information. And next thing you know, they get this written pre-approval that you're approved for this mortgage. Now, I don't know but how smart that... that's not necessarily true because they don't really know anything. I mean, I know when we did ours, we had to send in actual... Like, we had to send in paychecks and the last so many years of income tax returns. Right. And, and 
any bills that we had and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely recommend if somebody's going to get a pre-approval to talk to a live person, whether it's on the phone or it's in person. You know, those online type your information in is not always going to be the most accurate source. Well, it's never going to be. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's it's one of these things where I see it all the time where I got a pre-approval in a minute doing this. I was like, yeah, that's great. It's not really anything, you know. Yeah. You better save that piece of paper. It's worth more than your pre-approval because right. it really is. Yeah. Well, the way we do it is we take our time. Not It's not a long time. It could take just a few hours. But if you give us the documentation, we're going to analyze it. We're going to run that automated underwriting for you already. We're going to make sure that what you have in front of you is actually worth something. So you're going to know right up front that this is something you could do. And we're going to know what product to pick. I mean, if should you go FHA? Should you go VA? Should you go USDA? Should, there's so many different products out there, and we can, we'll touch on these products later, but when you walk in, you don't know. Like you said, we do this for a living, but you have no clue. You could be, you, somebody could put you into a mortgage, and you could close on that mortgage. And then years later, you could go, wait a minute, why did I do that mortgage when I could have done this one? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. I that. have a lot of people that have that happen. They come to me with their paperwork and didn't realize they had a balloon note or a variable rate mortgage or they, they're just signing away and not realizing. And so when somebody comes in to meet with me for a pre-approval, I can usually have them in and out of my office in an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And that's going through all of their information, going over the different products, different services. And in my opinion, it's worth an hour on a lifetime investment. So it's it's definitely worth meeting with somebody and sitting down and letting them explain your options and the different programs. And I think that anytime you do something new, whether it's something small or large, I came from the nonprofit world and nonprofit is amazing at explaining like, hey, if you want to donate $20 you know, a month or whatever, that's giving up one Starbucks a week. <laughs> well, we forget that, yeah, you've got to eat. To make a donation, you have to give up a Starbucks a week. To get a house, like you've got to give something right. up. And so without sitting down with somebody, you could forget that. You can forget that, wow, I'm, I'm signing something big and I need to know everything about it. I need to know if it's going to change in two years or in five years if all of a sudden my payment's going to be completely different. There's so many terms. There's You said balloon note. Let's just get some of these terms out of the way. <laughs> balloon note. So with the balloon note, you you have a, a set term, but the, the loan is due in a, in a, a balloon. So at, at some point in time, whatever that term is of your balloon, the entire balance of the loan is due. So you may still owe 150000 and guess what? It's due now. So you either got to come up with it or refinance to get the money to pay that off. And people don't even realize that right. they signed up for one of those. Right. Variable interest rate. Talk about that for a second. What is what is the difference between a fixed interest rate and a variable interest rate? So a fixed interest rate is your interest rate is fixed for the term of your loan. So if you have a 15-year loan, you have the, loan, you have the same interest rate for the full 15 years, same thing with the 30. Um, on a variable interest rate, it's just that. So usually, depending on the type of variable interest rate products, there's different products for that as well. Um, your interest rate can vary during the term of your loan. So over the course of 15 years or 30 years, your interest rate can change during that period. So up or down depending on the market. Is there a time that that's appropriate to put somebody into something that's a variable interest rate as long as they know what they're getting Absolutely. into? Absolutely. Yeah, Casey and I were talking about this and there's things called a hybrid arm. A variable interest rate. That was the next thing I yeah, was going to bring up. The, the yeah. Arms, legs, branches, <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. There's something that yeah, sticks adjust, out there. <laughs> adjustable rate mortgage, quote, quote, arm, A-R-M. Um, mm -hmm. That's just the abbreviation for it. But there's these... I don't do a lot of uh, just straight arms. Straight arms are one year, it adjusts every year. 
And they even had them down where they do it six months. What they have is these hybrid arms. And what that means is an arm and a fixed rate combined. So what happens is it's fixed for a period of time before it becomes an adjustable rate mortgage. We call these five ones and seven ones or three ones. We have a five one right now at the credit union, which to me is one of the best arms on the market. I haven't seen one better yet. It's fixed for the first five years of your mortgage, no matter what. And then what drives an adjustable rate mortgage, it's tied to a few things. One of them is, is it has an index. Now, an index, I know a lot of people are like, whoa, this is, this is crazy, you know, all this stuff. But indexes are basically just funds that, that come up with a rate every year. So like you would have the average cost of a treasury. Yeah. They can make an index over that. You have the London interbank offered rate, which is just another American banks in London that make, make another index out of that. Well, people tie these rates to these indexes to determine, hey, this is what it's going to cost us for the funds. So we can now lend money based on the cost. Now, we're going to have to have a margin above that index that we obviously have to make money off of the loan. You can't do a loan for free. So your, your adjustable rate mortgage would be tied to an index and a margin above that index. So a lot of people never look at the margin. All they look at is the initial rate that's given, and they look at the index, but they never look at the margin. So that's where a lot of banks and things get you. Because what they do is they give you a high margin above the index. So when you do adjust, you adjust high enough for them to make a, the largest margin of the index possible. Well, these adjustable rates that we set up at the credit union have low margins. So overall, the adjustable rate mortgage that we have will be, will be a lot lower interest for you over, to, over the life of the loan. I know that's confusing, and I'm sure you have questions on that. So if you want to, if you want, if you want, if you, anything you yeah. want me to do to dumb it down, let me know. No, there, there are times though where uh, um, the the arm program is a good program for members. So for an example, if a member comes in and they say, "Look, I'm I'm looking to buy this house. I'm certain within the next three or four years, I want to get out of this house and into another house." That's a, an option where that arm is going to be a good program for you because you're fixed for the first five years, usually on a lower rate than the current market rate. So. You can get in, you can um, have that low start rate on your mortgage, and you sell your house, pay the loan off before it ever even has a chance to adjust. That would be a good time um, to use that program. Yeah, that, that's a good one. There also is, there's an average rate. So if you're starting well below the market, and let's say it adjusts, even though it adjusts for the next couple years, it has caps on those adjustments. Mm -hmm. So it can only adjust maximum of 2% per year. So if you average the rate over that period of time for at least... On our arm, I'd say eight or nine years, it's still going to be lower than if you would have took a fixed rate. Even because okay. you're so much lower the first five years that when you adjust through. And, and then there's some people that start off in the profession, they're not making as much money right now. But they know that in five years, they're going to be well ahead of that. So a lot of them are like, well, that'd be great to get this low interest rate now. But you know, the, you know what the max is. You know the worst case scenario on all adjustable rates. You know it per year and you know for the life of the loan. So you can plan for that. And I think that's really important to, to say because a lot of people, you know, they say things like starter homes. You know, my husband and I, and I think this is the reason why we've been so itchy about the decision because we want that perfect home that we want to raise our kids in and we want it. We both grew up in the same home for our whole lives. And so that's something that's important to us. And so I think when you have people like you that are looking at the individual situation and saying like, okay, this is going to be, you know, is this person going to pay off their loan early or is this person going to 
flip and get out of the house after four years? Or is this person going to be the person that this is the one home that they're going to buy and they're going to sit in it for the rest of their lives, hopefully, and making sure that you're getting them in the right product. Well, and that's why I asked those goal questions up front. You know, what are your goals? What is your short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? Which helps us figure out those products for those members. We've been talking about getting you into a home before the holidays. And my experts, Casey and Kevin, have been here unraveling this complicated ball of yarn (laughs) that is mortgages. And they're doing a great job of it. I feel like I should be taking notes and making sure that I uh, take this all back personally. I'd like to remind everybody I'm in marketing and I love my job and I get to know (laughs) all the basic stuff. But this has been so informative for me personally to be able to know everything that we have going on. And we kind of talked about the first time home buyers and we talked about being able to get into the right loan, um, whether it was an adjustable rate or a fixed rate. But there are some other loans out there that we haven't touched on. So let's start with the VA loan. Well, I am a veteran, so... Well, that, thank you for your service and happy Veterans Day a little uh, bit late. You're welcome. Um, the thing about the VA loan is that, and a lot of veterans don't realize this, it's designed where the veteran guarantees part of your loan. The Veteran Administration does. Mm-hmm. So that allows you to get in the house with, with zero down. And it's, it's exactly what that is. It's zero down. And you, a lot of times when you work with the right agent, you can get the seller to pay a lot of your closing costs. So you can literally do a VA loan and walk in the table with no money out of your pocket and buy a house. So if you're a veteran and some other company is trying to take you on another product, which I've seen this happen many times where veterans walk in and the loan officer out there doesn't know how to do a VA loan. There's a lot of loan officers that don't know how to do VA loans. A lot of companies don't do VA loans. We're actually certified to do VA loans. So when a veteran comes in the door, the first step all my loan officers do is point to VA because that is the best loan for them and the cheapest loan for them. And that's the route they need to go. If um, Now, there are times I've seen veterans not take VA loans for several different options out there, but it's very rare. So any veteran out there, definitely talk to your loan officer about a VA loan. I just want to reiterate that because I, I know veterans that have said like, well, I really want to get a house and I'm almost there, but here I am with my family and I'm paying these apartment fees because I don't have necessarily the money, you know, I came back and I went to college and I, you know, started my career and I just don't have 20,000 or 30,000 or whatever you need down to put on it. So listen to what Kevin said. If you're a veteran, we have a loan that you could walk out possibly signing with zero. You do not even have to take your checkbook to the clothing. That's right. Well, in the credit union, you know, we have our hero accounts. So those are designs for veterans and first responders. And so we do have added benefits to some of our mortgage loans with members that have a hero account. So that's great. And we, um, yeah, and that hero account is for first responders, yes. veterans. And we even cover your appraisal fee. If yeah. you have a hero account with Associated Credit of Texas, an appraisal fees can be $500. If not more sometimes. And sometimes, a lot of times they're built into your loan, but hey, we'll, we'll cover that whole fee for you if you have a hero account with us. Just another thing that we're offering veterans since we're talking about <laughs> them right now, and it is you guys' week, and we're so happy for y'all. We are also offering Financial Peace University, which I think is really important when you're getting into a home is to make sure that you're managing the debt you have. And so currently, Tuesday nights, we're there offering the Financial Peace University and making sure that you can get on the budget to make sure you're getting where you want to be. So anything else that you want to put out there for the VA loan? The main thing I got to say is, is that don't worry about understanding all the specifics of it up front. Get with the loan officer. They will detail it out. They'll show you everything. You'll know what a VA loan is. And that's the key to this. A lot of assumptions are made on a lot of different things. Instead of making assumptions, just get on the phone, 
talk to your loan officer and just get the facts about it. USDA loan. That's another loan that I really had never yeah. heard anything about. Yeah. USDA is designed for rural development. And originally when it came out, it was like, hey, we want to take some of these rural areas and develop them. We want to put suburbs out there. We want to we want to make sure subdivisions. We want to make sure that there's some houses built out there and some people living out in some of these rural areas. One of the things that people don't understand is there's a there's a map that USDA rural development has. And that map you would be shocked. A lot of those places are not rural. Yeah. A lot of those places have subdivisions already in them. And you could be looking for a house two miles away from the map location of USDA. And if you went in that map location, let's say you're not a veteran and you want to do USDA loan because USDA also is zero down, you could actually find a house within that map and you could possibly qualify for USDA loan with not a de- without a down payment. I know that somebody who is scared to write a huge check, <laughs> that is music to my ears. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's in the bank. I want it to sit in the bank a little bit longer before. Well, and then you get in a house and you... You have furniture to buy. And, that's and what I keep yes. thinking about. I'm like, I'm going to write a check and that's everything. Yeah. And then, or, you know, or what feels like everything at the time. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm just writing that to go get into another new debt to be able to go <laughs> buy furniture or whatever else that you need in the house. You can't. Although I have known some people who are extremely intelligent people that go into a house and they're like, we furnish one room at a time. And I'm like, well, I kind of have kids that need to be able to sleep on this. (laughs) (laughs) We would like to eat on something other than a cardboard box, (laughs) which my first apartment, I will say, (laughs) I moved out with literally one box. I would go to my parents' house and get a new box full of stuff and I'd bring it to my house. <laughs> and I was like, I wanted to do it completely on my own and I was just out of high school. So I moved out with one box and um, literally for the first like at least a month, I would <laughs> eat on the box that I put my nice. stuff in, in front of my TV that was on the floor. <laughs> and then my sister got a house and she sold me all of her room for nice. living room furniture and bought herself a <laughs> new furniture. So it can be done, just not with two kids. Let's talk about myths. What are what are some of the myths that you guys hear the most when it comes to So one of the things we already touched on is the amount of money it takes to get into a home. So of course not all home buyers qualify for the 0%, but there are low down payment options out there for any home buyer. And so it doesn't take 20% down to get in a home and you do get situations where sellers help pay closing costs and this is a lender. We have some options sometimes to work with members on that as well. So it, that's one of the biggest myths that I hear is I can't afford to get into a home because I don't have the money to upfront invest into it. And that's one of the things that I like to educate people on when they come in and meet with me. Um, There's also low credit score programs out there. So you don't have to have perfect credit to get into a home. That's one of the things that we work with you on. And that's part of that risk layer stuff that Kevin was talking about earlier. So just because you have a lower credit score does not mean that it's impossible for you to get into a home. Yeah. And just don't forget, we also have down payment assistance programs. So you may say, well, that's great. That's great. I, but every program I talk about, they require something down. Yeah. Well, there are grants and there are down payment assistance products out there. And your loan officer can discuss these with you. So if your goal is, look, I just don't, this is all I got. Yeah. Then let us work with what you have and see if we can get you in a house that way. That, that's the key to it. Well, and that was one of the things. I think that was probably my biggest myth. I mean, because I've had people tell me, oh, what? You can get into a house with zero down. Why are you saying that you can't? I'm like... So these grant assistant programs are the things that I had heard about. I hadn't really heard a lot about the ones that 
that are built to be zero down or or low down unless it was the first time home buyers and then there's what is it Federal Housing Act <laughs> we'll call it the right name the first time home buyers caught uh, <laughs> loan but um, you know those things that when I had heard about those they were a little different but always I had heard about the grants I mean those were one of the things. But when you feel like you make more than, or not feel, <laughs> when the government says you make a lot more <laughs> than what you should to qualify for those grants, you forget about the things that could put you in there, that there are other loans that could put you in for, yes. for less down. Well, um, and we do offer first-time homebuyer classes here at the credit union, yeah. and, and we call it a first-time homebuyer class, but there you can you can be a second-time homebuyer and go to the class still. And, and in that class, we do educate on down payment and credit and things like that. So that's another tool that we offer to our members that helps ease their minds through the process of buying a home. I think one thing that's really neat about that class is that you, if you are in a situation that you would qualify for grants, it is a HUD-certified program. And there is no, Casey knows about the class. She's not in the class saying, okay, now you're going to get the loan from ACU. <laughs> um, or Keystone Realty may have somebody that helps teach the class, but they're not necess- They're not going, okay, now I'm your real estate agent and this is all it is. So if there are any real estate agents that are out there listening, this first time homebuyers class is going to educate you on making sure that you're making the right decision and doing it in a way that's very simplistic but then we're not going to tell you where to go. We're going to tell you we have great people and we're going to offer you great options, but we're not going to say you have to buy a home. And so if you were looking into some of those grant programs, those grant programs require that you take a hard certified class and our first time home buyers class is one that qualifies for that. And you know, one thing I want to touch on and a lot of people don't understand this is locations key for a lot of people. They want to live in a certain neighborhood and they find this house and they're like, wait a minute, if it had this, had that, would be perfect, but it doesn't. So I'm going to look somewhere else. Well, renovation loans right now at the purchase level, which means you could walk in right now and you could say, I'd love to buy that house if it was this. Well, we can do that, which means we can get the plans and we can figure out what that needs to be, get it appraised as if it's already done. And we can actually get the house, the work done on your house while you buy it. So when you do move into it, you're in the right location in the right house. So all these are possible. So just keep that in mind when you're looking at a house. That you can, If you have a vision of what you want the house to be, there's a chance we can get that done. We do those loans. It's actually something that I had been talking to, actually Jack, our CEO, because the area that I'm looking in has a lot of homes that are nice but older. And it was one of those things that I was like, I, you know, I, they're nice, but they're older. And, you know, this is outdated. The neighborhood I live in is a neighborhood that was built in the 70s. So it's great. But they have all these like wet bars in the middle of the living room <laughs> and, you know, things that it's like, this is just not practical and right. not something that me or my family would use. Or maybe they only, you know, they're great homes, but they just didn't build the bathrooms large enough like we want nowadays. You know, we want a whole closet in our bathroom right. um, <laughs> if you're a girl. And so those are the things that, that can be done. You can look at that and say, hey, little cosmetic work needs to be done um, or, you know, Unfortunately, right now we got a lot of Harvey homes that you know need to be. Maybe they started the process, but they didn't finish it, and so well, yeah, we a lot have of people a think they can't. Okay. A lot of people think they can't. They have to do it themselves, right? But in case you could touch on this, is that we actually can finance that improvement. 
I was going to say, we actually have a product still in place specifically for those Harvey homes to renovate. So, um, yeah, Kevin's right. I mean, if you find the house in the right location and it, you need some minor changes to it, we definitely have some renovation programs for those members. Any other myths that you feel like you guys hear a lot whenever it comes to the home buying process? The only other one regarding purchases, a lot of people think they got to find the house and then go talk to the, to the mortgage company. And you do it the opposite way. What you do first is you talk to your loan officer, figure out exactly what your options are, what what you can afford to buy and what you want to buy. And then you take that pre-approval and go find the house. That would be that'd be the key thing. In a lot of, you don't have to find the house, you go do that first. You go get the pre-approval first and then you go for the house. Well, and so many people are scared to come talk to a loan officer when they feel like the answer is going to be no. And that's the last thing that we want our members or any borrowers to feel. So just because I tell you no right now doesn't mean that I can't help set you up to where you're ready three months from now, six months from now, a year from now. I mean, that's part of what I do with my members is I sit down with them and I look at their situation. And it's not always it's not always a yes, but it's not always a forever no either. So <laughs> yeah. um, we, we want to educate them and get them where they need to be so that they can purchase the home you know, within a reasonable, a reasonable amount of time. So someone that you, if you can attempt to recall like a situation where you said, not saying no, I am saying no, but I'm saying not right now. You know, you're, you're close. You're six months away. You're a year away. What are some of the things that you tell them? Do you give them the support to be able to, as long as they're willing? Because I think it's always right. about a, are you willing to do the work that you need to do to get to where you need to be? Absolutely. So, you know, obviously one of the biggest issues some people will have is, is their credit. And so um, I'll sit down, I'll take a look at their credit report. And we have some really neat tools that we can use that kind of give some simulations. If they pay this much towards this credit card, their credit score will come up X amount of points. And so I'll sit down and go through those simulations with member and kind of put them on a track. You know, here's what your budget is. Here's what you have extra monthly right now. So take that extra monthly and put it towards this bill and let's get your credit score up. And I have plenty of borrowers every year that it maybe was six months ago that I told them no. And here we are and we're signing, you know, we're at the closing table and we're signing papers on their house. So yeah, it's, it's a really neat um, option that all of the loan officers of the credit union have to sit down and we care about our members and want to get them into the home. So And that's great too, because your lease may not be up. I mean, right. you may be thinking, well, I love to buy a house, but I signed this lease and it's not up for eight months. So I'm going to wait. Well, if you start talking to a loan officer now, eight months from now, you'll be ready. Right. So one of the things that I think was a myth was, so my husband had changed jobs a couple of times, same industry, but people had kept calling him being like, hey, we're going to offer you more money. We're going to do this. And now you're going to be here, which was great opportunities. But I remember like cringing every time he'd get a call because <laughs> I was like, please don't change jobs. <laughs> we're trying to buy a house. We're already, you know, and, and one of the points we were already in the process. And I'm like, please don't, because I feel like we're going <laughs> to, in the middle of the process, they're going to be like, nope, <laughs> now you can't because you changed jobs. No, even that definitely is a big mess. So you can change jobs. Obviously, we would prefer that you stay in this, or you have to stay in the same career field. There's certain exceptions to that but for the most part you have to stay in the same career field but you don't have to be with the same employer so we wouldn't want somebody to miss the opportunity to get a pay raise um, what I do recommend is if you're already in the process of the pre-approval or of a mortgage obviously get with your loan <laughs> officer and have those conversations up front um, but don't feel like you you have to halt your whole entire life because you're trying to buy a house yeah I remember that being just the, the one thing I was like oh my gosh do not no you cannot <laughs> like you cannot get a raise you cannot move up and it was like Oh, there's a difference between like a lateral move and yes. a, you know, so. And that's another big difference between a credit union and a bank with some of our products that we offer is that we have more common sense underwriting for our members. So if it makes sense, a lot of, a lot of these guidelines out there, 
people go like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it really doesn't. I mean, the rules you have to follow, so it is what it is. But with the credit union, we have the option to actually say, wait a minute, that makes sense for our member, let's make the loan, which you're not gonna find at a bank. So what tools, and, and since we're talking about this, because I think that even working in the credit union world, we bank, we lump everything together and we're also combining what our grandpa's telling us, what our mom's telling us, and what our sister's telling us, which are two, three totally different generations who bought houses in different generations. So when these underwriters, and I think that there's also the little myth that like underwriters don't really exist, <laughs> they're not real people. Um, we have underwriters, so I know that they exist, but um, what tools do they use and, and how are they not just trying to put you in a box? and? Well, they use their they use their brains. You know, it's like there are there are tools you can use. I, like I just I touched on automated underwriting. There are tools you can use to guide you. Mm-hmm. But with the credit union, it comes down to a human factor. So you have an underwriter looking at a file and doesn't make sense for that member. Is them are we putting the member in a situation where they're going to regret it? Yeah. You know, we don't want a member to go. Well, I wish I would have never bought this house. Or, wow, I wish I would have never refinanced. We want a member to be like, this is, was a good decision. I'm glad I did it. And so sometimes you have to take a step back and say, I know you want to do this, but you know, this is what you're looking at if you do this. Maybe you should go this route instead. So we're not, we're not coming back and saying, you're declined. What we're coming back and we're saying is, we're like, look, I know you want to go this route, yeah. but take a look at this route and tell me what you think. And a lot of times we'll be like, well, I didn't even know that route existed. Because a lot of underwriters out there, what they do is you're given a file, you underwrite the file, and either you approve or deny that file and send it back, whatever they were going for. We don't do that. When it comes to us, we look at what they want, and yeah, if it makes sense, we're gonna gonna approve what they want. Because obviously we wanna give the members what they want. But if something comes down and there's a problem, we're not gonna just say, oh no, that's it. This is done. We're gonna go back and say, you know what? Let's find a solution. Let's find, you know, maybe there's another way we can look at this. So that's the difference between underwriting with us and underwriting that you'd see on a normal basis. Right. And that is one thing that sets us apart is we do have our own underwriters. So, I mean, I'm meeting with a member and I'm learning their story and I'm understanding their situation. I can go walk into my underwriter's office and sit down and say, look, here's what's going on. Whereas, you know, a lot of these other mortgage companies, you're dealing with people in other states. They're not getting the full member's story or the borrower's story. They are kind of just trying to fit people in a box. And so that really does separate us We actually take our time and look at the file instead of trying to just rush as many files as we can in and out the door. It's almost like there's a little picture of the family that you're helping (laughs) on every file that you do, right? (laughs) Well, before we wrap things up, I want to ask you, what does somebody need to do? You know, if I go in there and I'm like, hey, look, I want to buy a house for myself for Christmas. That's like the ultimate Christmas present for yourself, right? So what can I do today to be able to get into a house by Christmas? What do I need to do? So the first step is call a loan officer. So give us a call. Let's have those conversations, obviously, sooner rather than later, if you're trying to get into a house this year. Um, definitely a doable thing, but I would rather be talking to people this week rather than three <laughs> weeks from now when we're, we only have a week left. But give us a call. And and let us have those conversations and we can walk you through the steps that's going to be needed. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, there's basic documentation that we need. So income documentation, asset documentation. Obviously, we want to validate your ID. So valid um, forms of ID is always helpful as well. Um, and let's get you an appointment and get you to sit down with one of our loan officers. So, Casey, I know Kevin... Kevin loves it. You would happily say hi to people, to, to our members, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But um, but not necessarily somebody you want to call if you want to get in a home. You probably want to call Casey, right? If you call me, I will end up answering your questions. But yes, you'll end up with Casey. <laughs> <laughs> 
Casey's Casey's the one that you're going to talk to. So Casey, why don't you give out your information if you can give out your um, email address and your phone number? Okay, absolutely. So again, my name is Casey Shilhab. My email is K S C H I L H A B. Let's be as in boy at acutx.org. My office line is 409-942-1555. So thank you guys so much thank for, you for being having us. on the show with me. Thank and you. I'm excited to hopefully fill up Casey's calendar and get all of our <laughs> members into a house before Christmas. You guys have a great day and we will be back next week.